0: Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Welcome back to the 2023 State of the Park District Podcast. This is episode four of our series that promotes the theme of sustainability across the district. The episode is titled, Exploring the Health of Golf at Our Facilities and Beyond. And for this segment, I'm pleased to welcome Director of Golf, Kevin Carlson, and Head Golf Professional at Springbrook Golf Course, Mike Lisen. Welcome to both of you. So the last few years have been quite the ride for our golf operations. Even prior to COVID, both Springbrook and Naperbrook had been performing really quite well, especially compared to other courses from like a local and regional, even national perspective. However, the pandemic certainly brought forth a surge in interest in the sport. You never know how long a trend is going to keep moving in the right direction, but I know we're planning for 2023 to be yet another successful year for both of our golf courses. That said, both facilities have benefited by some recent renovations that likely will promote their continued relevance while enhancing the golf experience into the future. So, Kevin, let's start with the renovations at Naperbrook that took place in 2021 with the course opening at the beginning of the 2022 season with the new improvements. What was the scope of work that was performed, and what kind of use has the practice area received, and what kind of feedback have you heard?
1: Well, in... um Actually, back in 2021, in August, we closed down the driving range at Naper Brook and the practice screen to undertake a uh, renovation of both. Um, going back uh, several years, uh, we had updated the practice facility at Springbrook. Mm-hmm. And the results and the feedback we got from that uh, change was very positive. So we knew uh, based off of that and based off of the size of the practice facility at Naperbrook, we needed to make some changes over there. Okay. So we went and worked with a local uh, golf architect to come up with a plan to expand and improve the driving range tee and the practice uh, green and add a new practice bunker over there. And the goals were twofold. We were looking to obviously increase the size, but we were also looking to increase or improve the overall turf quality down there. And... Construction began in August of 21. We closed down for a month for the driving range there. Redid the tee, redid the green, and uh, it took a little bit of time for the turf to grow in. Mm-hmm. And we were able to open that up this past season around Memorial Day. And the golfers have been very, very positive with feedback on what uh, the changes have, uh, how the changes have improved the facility down there obviously with the increase in space we don't have the conflicts anymore when we have things like our golf programs down there or high school events which quite often would crowd out just public they wouldn't have enough room down there for mm-hmm. both to occur at the same time and now we have higher quality turf better areas to practice from and obviously we've seen a tremendous increase in the amount of use down there uh, i know just from our results looking back um we've seen a 50 50 increase in use on our driving range down there compared to previous years and almost double what we were doing back from like 2019 and before
0: wow that's excellent
1: yeah so we're very pleased with the results down there
0: awesome so a much larger renovation project just wrapped up at springbrook in late 2022 and that was a little bit bigger of an endeavor, which, just a bit. yeah, just a little bit, which meant that you had to close the course still while you were in the season. So talk about the scope of that project and some of the challenges associated with that early closure.
1: Yeah, that was that was quite a project that we undertook this past year. So we had to close down Springbrook on August 1st for a planned uh, $3.6 million renovation. Um, this is something we've been uh, looking and planning to do for several years Um, you know the details and and the work behind the construction started probably about five years ago Mm -hmm. Um, it had been obvious over the years our 50-year-old golf course needed to needed some updates and some improvements Um, through the years uh, we've discussed with our golfers through surveys and focus groups and heard from them exactly what they thought we needed out of the golf course. And it was obvious that several areas needed improvement. So we got together with a local golf architect, Greg Martin, and we sat down with our golfers and kind of talked through some of the uh, areas that needed improvement on the golf course and what really they wanted to see on the golf course. We, would, uh, we got together with a cross-section of our core golfers, um, men, women, Seniors, juniors, uh, some of our better players, some of our beginners, mm-hmm. and tried to work with them to determine what changes we needed to make. And it was—it became obvious that several areas, uh, our green, or not our greens, but our tees, our bunkers, and the overall drainage on the golf course were all priorities that they wanted to see updated and improved. And as a staff, we kind of understood exactly why too. We knew those areas were always kind of a deficiency and they were areas that needed extra work and weren't always up to par for our standards. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, um, a project of this size required the golf course to close. And that was obviously going to be a challenge trying to accommodate golfers from two golf courses onto one. Right. And you know the the, the keys we thought from the beginning was to make sure we got all this information out to everyone as soon as we could and to make sure everybody understood what was going on and when and why um our we had our staff reach out to our core golfers our permanent tee time players our members our leagues and kind of explain their opportunity to play at napelbrook when they could play and you know the hows of how they can get a tee time and all that information and making sure we got that information out in front of them as soon as possible so they understood exactly what was coming up and when it was going to happen and how they can still have opportunities to play some golf. And then we had to, you know, obviously get the information out to the general public. You know, we made sure our website was updated. We got press releases out, emails uh, to all our golfers. All that information out there in front of everybody and making sure that people understood what was going on. Uh, Construction began August 1st of this year. We had to completely close the 18-hole golf course, but um, overall we had a very successful season for the construction. Um, We had a good plan. We had a very competent uh, contractor with Wadsworth Golf Construction and we were very fortunate i think and there was no significant weather delays or no other major issues supply chain problems or anything of that sort that could have delayed this project Um, we completed the construction in about 15 weeks which was amazing the amount of work we got done in that short period of time and now we're just kind of uh waiting to allow the turf to mature it's going to take a little while for that to occur we're going to hope for some good spring weather and if things go smoothly this spring, we can open up somewhere late spring, early summer. We're going to see how things go. Well, I'm we'll sure the
0: the golfers are really anxious to get back out on Springbrook and. I'm check sure out all they are too. And
1: we are really kind of anxious to see them back out sure. there and kind of get a, a feel for. You know, we're excited about these changes, and we think everybody's going to be really happy and excited about what we've done out there and, and get a chance to play the new Springbrook golf course.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about that, and I'm not sure which of you wants to answer this question, but how do you anticipate that the renovations at Springbrook are going to impact playability?
2: To start, I think with with the layout of the golf course not changing, the course is going to play fairly similar to how it did in the past, Okay, but the enhancements to the golf course is going to make it look and feel totally different. You know, starting with our changes to our tee boxes, I think the size and shape of those is going to be visually appealing the Mm -hmm. change in turf going to a bent grass turf on our tees is really going to give it more of a country club feel Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that is appealing to golfers is when you when you step onto a tee box that it's nice and level have plenty of space and you know short grass i think really makes the golf course stand out from kind of from what we had uh, previous to that with our bluegrass tees. The uh, changes on the golf course to our bunkering, I think, is going to make the golf course play a little bit more difficult than it had in the past. Um, you know, a lot of the changes with Greg's design to the golf course with uh, kind of a different look to the, to the face of the bunker allows the, a different look, you know, from what we've seen in the past where we had these huge sand faced bunkers now there's going to be a, a, a grass face bunker and it's, it's going to give kind of a different challenge to the golfer kind of uh some of the holes where the greenside bunkers are a little deeper than they were in the past um the visual aspect of you know getting down into the bunker having the shot of up and over uh of grass face i think is going to be something kind of new and exciting for our golf course mm-hmm. that people you know kind of that have played spring for such a long time, they're used to that look, whether they, they, maybe they liked it, maybe they didn't, but it's going to give kind of a new challenge and a definitely a, a, a different visual to the golf course. Uh, we added some different fairway bunkers, which is going to give a kind of a different look to the golf course on some holes. When you're teeing off, you have some different aiming points. Um, and if you happen to hit it into a few of those fairway bunkers, it might be a little bit more challenging than what we had in the past. <laughs> You know, kind of the older design where the, the bunkers were a little bit more, say, flat bottom and longer where you had, uh, you know, a lot of them weren't that difficult to play out of. There's a few on the golf course now that if you if you do happen to get into those fairway bunkers, it's going to make it way more challenging to to reach the green, uh, you know, just based on your skill level. Um, but one of the, the, I think, the big changes, right, we went from maybe around twenty-eight, twenty-nine 29 bunkers up to close to 50 and so a lot of our oh, bigger wow. bunkers on the golf course were divided up into two smaller golf two smaller bunkers and so around the greens you may not hit it into a bunker you may be in the rough or in a, a low mo kind of fairway lie so um, if you do happen to miss the green you might have kind of a different shot as well where you might be chipping versus hitting out of a bunker because there's more turf now
1: than there were Say in the past. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, overall, the goals for this project were trying to make the golf course more playable for all skill levels. At the same time, kind of retaining the challenge that this golf course always had for the more accomplished players. And I think uh, overall, the new design and, and the changes of the golf course is going to accomplish that. You know, Mike mentioned there's more bunkers now. But the actual square footage of the total sand area on the golf course has been reduced by half. Hmm. So there's going to be options for everyone out there to be able to play the golf course at a comfort level for themselves um, that works best for themselves. The more accomplished player, we've added some distance on some holes. We've stretched them out a little bit. But for the beginner or you know maybe someone who has a little bit of higher handicap, we've increased the area for teen space up forward. So we have more room for them to play the golf course at a shorter level or shorter length. And then around the greens, um, there are more challenges now with some of these bunkers. They're a little bit deeper and a little bit different than the old style. But there's also more room for golfers to approach the green. There's openings in the front in a lot of these areas that weren't there before. So all skill levels, I think, are going to enjoy the new design. Of the golf course.
0: Well, that's kind of exciting too, because it sounds like even if you've played Springbrook for years and years, there's going to be some new challenges and some new things to, to check out. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, certainly. Of it it's look. it's, it's yeah. going to
1: look a lot different. It's going to feel a lot different. And I think everybody's going to be really, really pleased with the overall improvement of the golf course.
0: Can't wait to cut the ribbon on it. That'll oh, be yes. exciting.
1: Yeah. I think we've had, and a, a number of customers that have come out
2: and, you know, taking a walk on the course or you know taking a drive and whatnot to see the changes and the the feedback so far has been nothing but positive
0: that's great good to hear so what kind of a season mike i I know we can't control the weather (laughs) but not even talking about that what kind of a season are you expecting at springbrook are you hoping that that will materialize
2: no i I envision this next this season to be very similar to last year with uh when the course is closed we'll have our practice facilities open Mm -hmm. Um our lesson programs will be busy. Our golf professionals will be giving a lot of private lessons. So, you know, it'll be kind of a slower feel around the golf shop for us, but outside as far as our practice facilities, it's gonna be extremely busy. We we were, you know, delighted to see how busy our range was this past fall. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of didn't know what to expect with the golf course being closed if we'd see like a kind of a huge drop off in range participation and whatnot, but the numbers were through the roof compared to what we've we've thought we would see um once we reopen i think it's going to be crazy you know mm-hmm. the last couple of years obviously golf has been really busy i think that we're going to see a huge demand for playing the golf course i think you know with our regulars they're very excited to come back and try it but i think we're going to see a lot of golfers that maybe haven't played springbrook for years want to come out and see the new design and and check it out for the first time. That's for sure.
0: Definitely. And that's kind of a nice segue to my next question, Mike. You and your staff have been impacted by the surge in golf, particularly over the last few years. Have you been seeing brand new adult golfers, youth golfers just getting started, or previous customers who may have stepped away from the game? Or are you kind of seeing a combination of all of the above?
2: Oh, it's definitely a combination. Um, Our core golfers have been playing more rounds of golf. Uh, these past couple of seasons than probably ever you know as the pandemic was going on, there weren't a lot of options to do other things, so mm-hmm, right. you know golf definitely had an uptick um the, the number of new people coming into our our lesson programs and playing the golf course has been very exciting uh, programming i I would say is has been through the roof. I know in the marketing department that you're, you're familiar with that uh, we basically have filled our, our lesson programs throughout the, the season, and most of our programs have been sold out for the, the fall by midsummer. Yeah, it's and been amazing. Yeah, it's definitely been uh, uh, really fun to see all the, the, the regulars playing a lot, but it's, it's nice to meet new people. Sure. See them get excited about the game. Um, so it's, it's been nice.
0: And then for those new to the game, what kind of challenges, if any, are you experiencing from an operational standpoint and really providing support to the golfers, to those new golfers, and encouraging them to continue in the sport?
2: I think one of the challenges that, that we're seeing, um, like I referred to with our lesson programs, we have new golfers coming into the game. Uh, they may take a lesson in April or May when we first get going, mm-hmm. and and they get excited about the game, and then they're realizing that you know, i need i need more help i really like this but i'd like to continue on with lessons mm-hmm. and sometimes we have programming that's already sold out for the summer or the, for the fall and they're not able to to take an additional series of lessons you know for a lot of people new to this game you know a series of four lessons just isn't enough to kind of get the ball rolling right. so you know that kind of a, a difficult situation with, with trying to accommodate uh, these new golfers into either you know more group lessons or taking on private lessons, uh, myself and, uh, my three assistant professionals, you know, we've been very busy with private lessons. And so by the time we get into midsummer, we might be booked two to three weeks in advance. Wow. And so when you see you know, these people get excited about it and they, they want to come in and, and, and continue on, mm-hmm. we have difficulty providing that additional instruction that they need to kind of get ready to play on the golf course. Sure. Um, I think one of the other challenges that we've seen, uh, just kind of the supply chain issues with equipment, you know, so you have a new golfer that comes in they're gung ho and they're ready to buy golf clubs. And you say, well, you know, more than likely you might not be able to get a set of clubs for three to four weeks, maybe even, you know, month and a half. And, wow. and so, you know, we're able to provide equipment for them to continue on, you know, practicing. Um, but it's always kind of nice to practice with your own equipment. Sure so, it is. Yeah. you know, Those struggles of of getting clubs into people's hands has been something over the last two years that we've, we've battled.
0: But you've managed, I mean, people are coming back in droves, so that's a great thing to see. Yeah. Kevin, from my perspective, I think the increased interest in golf is for several different reasons. Of course it started with the pandemic and people being able to recreate safely outdoors. However, it's sustainability and our continued success with golf that tells me that there are many other reasons why People have gravitated to and have stayed with the sport for the past few years. Why do you think some of the key reasons are for this?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of uh, reasons, and some things stand out more than others. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and you know, we've also seen uh, evidence of this through uh, some of our uh, national uh, organizations and some of the trends they've been tracking, is that the changing demographics of the game. Um, you know, golf for years was dominated by older male players and the game has always kind of struggled to find inroads with younger generations, Mm -hmm. um, with women and, and with minority players. Um, but the pandemic kind of provided an opportunity to introduce, or in some cases reintroduce the game to a wide range of players. And, you know, the, the social aspect of the game has kind of been rediscovered. Um, in some cases, I think golf has kind of lightened up and, kind of embraced this a little bit more where before it was always kind of, uh, viewed as kind of a stuffier game. But now you'll see on the golf course, things like, uh, you know, groups out there playing with their Bluetooth speakers and, you know, listening to music and, and doing other things to enjoy themselves while they're playing golf. And then you have other inroads now where people can play golf, um, anytime, basically, whether they go to, um, you know, like top golf. Or now you're seeing, um, golf simulators popping up everywhere. Yeah. A lot of
0: indoor facilities for those. Yeah. Correct. And so
1: now people can play golf, you know, in the evening, in the winter, whenever they would like, and not necessarily have to come to a golf course and wait for the summer months to be able to go out and play. So those have always kind of been kind of the roadblocks that we've noticed is, you know, people just didn't have that, all that time in the world to play during certain periods of the day. Now they can play almost any time. Sure. And And you know, I I think one other thing too is um the pandemic brought on some changes in people's work schedule. And time was always a big roadblock. And now people are working at home or they have flexible schedules that allow them to come out a little bit more often to play golf. So instead of only having a a small window to play maybe on a weekend or something like Mm -hmm. that, now they can get out during the week. Maybe they can get out uh, after, you know, working in the morning and then come out in the afternoon. So a lot more opportunity, I think, for people to play golf.
0: Sure. And add to that the fact that, kind of like you mentioned, golf has just become more mainstream. It's just, it's not something that just a subset of people do. It's, it's really been a lot more welcoming to people across the board, as you mentioned. So that's great.
1: Absolutely. I think there's just more opportunity for people mm-hmm. to play, whether they're coming out to play golf or just hit balls and practice, you know, spend some time outdoors or, you know, find one of the uh, other opportunities they have to indoor golf or some of the other facilities.
0: So Kevin, it's one thing to improve the facilities and and that's great and all and attract golfers that way. But how do you plan to continue to promote the game of golf for Springbrook and Naperville and generate ongoing interest in the sport from a local perspective?
1: Well, that's something that's very important for us. And that's something that I've always felt that we do very well is promote the game of golf. Um, our staff um, works very hard and has lots of opportunities for golfers to improve their game and to be able to enjoy the game much more by playing better and, and, and not being as intimidated by the game. Mm-hmm. Our Brooks Golf Academy, they provide instruction for all skill levels of players. Um, we know the game is challenging. We know the game is can be intimidating, but we want people to be able to learn and improve and enjoy the game of golf and i think that's most important part of it is you know being able to get out there and actually having fun you know it's it's not fun to go out there and feel embarrassed or intimidated because you're not playing well or just can't play at the level that you feel you should be at but our golf academy gives uh everybody the opportunity to learn a little bit more about the game at their own speed and at in a way that they feel more comfortable. And then I think, um, you know, also most importantly for us is we want to try to promote the game to our younger players. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're the future of the game and to make sure that we stay relevant and the game of golf teams stays relevant. We want to make sure that there is a, a whole new generation of golfers coming along. And we have a number of ways that we keep our young golfers interested and excited about the game of golf. Um, each year we have a golf of palooza beginning this season to kind of introduce the game to a whole new group of players, and it's an opportunity for kids to come out, you know, spend some time, learn a little bit about the game, and try out some new equipment, and just have fun for an afternoon. Um, we do a number of other things, such as our PJ Junior League, that allows golfers to play against their peers in a you know kind of a a fun and not really competitive way, but gets them out on the golf course and then gets them also an opportunity to, to try out some or get to play some other golf courses in the local areas against some other uh, peers of their uh, age. And then, of course, um, we have a number of junior camps, clinics, and other events that we put on, our staff puts on, and provides plenty of opportunities for our junior golfers to come out enjoy the game, learn about the game, and continue to uh, grow.
0: Well, it's always so much fun going out to the golf courses, kind of in the peak of the season and seeing all the juniors out there, whether they're taking lessons or they're part of the PGA Junior League or whatever the case. It's, it's really neat seeing kind of that rather sizable contingent, like you said, is going to be tomorrow's golfers, the people that are, you know, as adults are going to be on your courses and playing.
1: Yeah, we've seen, uh, especially the last few years, uh, a real big uh, – increase in the number of kids coming out to play and Mm -hmm. it's it's great to see you know obviously that's going to be the future of the game and it's great to see them out there enjoying themselves and learning more about the uh, game of golf
0: mike you've obviously been very involved in the golf industry your your entire career and you've seen a lot of ebb and flow in the sport over that time not only industry-wide but also locally with our own golf courses has the golf industry in general been enjoying post-pandemic vibrancy like we are at springbrook and Naperville. and secondly do you know what the prospectus is for golf across the country over the next several years
2: i would i would say the golf industry as a whole has been benefiting from this um, you know we haven't seen numbers like this since the early 2000s as mm-hmm. far as rounds of golf um, equipment uh, manufacturers are spending a lot of money on R and D. There's, uh, you know, a lot of debate about, you know, the the story of the, is the golf ball going too far? Uh, <laughs> for the average golfer, it's not going far enough, right? For our for our tour <laughs> players that are out there, the golf ball is, is going miles, so it's it's kind of fun to see. Um, so the 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 equipment side of it and uh, what's going on with with a lot of our new golfers coming into it, it's, it's exciting for them to see this new product. Um, kind of the downside to that too is that there's a lot of increase in equipment costs Mm -hmm. you know so for your new golfer that's really trying to get into the game that kind of if they wanted to go with a a full bag of new clubs you're looking at you know twenty five hundred three thousand dollars and that's quite an investment if you're new to the game
0: right you want to be committed you want, yeah if you want to
2: if you want to go all in then you right know, it's going to cost you a lot but uh overall there's you know all parts of the game whether it's the equipment side the rounds of golf um you know kevin mentioned you've got all these different indoor facilities mm-hmm. so golf in general is just doing really really well uh and hopefully those, those numbers will will continue um you know just some some national things going on, right? Is that we again we still haven't seen, uh, or we haven't seen rounds of golf like this since the early two thousands. Um, for for us at the our facilities, right? We've we've seen our rounds of golf go from about thirty five thousand rounds, uh, you know, pre pandemic to the low, you know, forty two forty three thousand rounds. So we've seen like a twenty percent increase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that. Uh, I was looking at some information uh, on some rounds analysis type stuff. And, and so this year, you know, we've talked about it over the years in, in, our, in our, our business here at, at the Park District where weather has such a huge impact, right? And so unfortunately that, that plays a big part in it. And so, you know, a, a monitoring of utilization – comes to be you know more important than total rounds played sure Uh, the data that i was looking at was was showing that i think nationally we lost like 11 million rounds from 21 to 22 but it was all weather-based you know and so when they were looking at this utilization number they they were looking at it as the utilization was actually up like one percent in 22 versus 21 based on weather you know so Hmm. That's, it's kind of an interesting stat uh, when you, when you look at that huge decrease in rounds, uh, you know, so some of the people in the industry say, you know, has the bubble burst kind of thing. And, right. you know, some of the, the experts are saying, no, the bubble didn't burst. It just happened to be a, a really poor year for weather. You know, we experienced it here um, The spring. You know, we didn't really get going until middle of May. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost all of March, pretty much all of April was really poor. Um, through mid-May, it was, it was a challenge to get people out on the golf course. Um, kind of another interesting stat was that uh, nationally, uh, we had over 500 million rounds played in the U.S. Um, in 21 and 22, and that hasn't happened since 2000 and 2001. Wow. So that's a nice uptick.
0: Sure is. Yeah, that's amazing. Very cool. So, Kevin, once Springbrook opens later this year, and we can begin welcoming back our golfers to that location, what's next for golf operations at the Park District?
1: Well, we're going to continue to look to improve our facilities. That's going to be, you know, on the forefront of what we're going to be doing for the next few years. Um, we want to make sure that we're providing our the best value possible that we could for our golfers. Uh, right now, planning is beginning for the renovation work at Naperbrook we're looking at a similar project that we just completed at Springbrook at Naperbrook where we're gonna try to upgrade some of the facilities or some of the um, overall um, bunkers tees and other uh, features of that golf course to bring that up on par with uh, some of our competition um, schedule wise, we don't know when we're going to be starting that project. Um, we expect to be going on, um, construction over there probably within the next few years. But, um, you know, once we get to that point, we're going to make sure we go through the same process we did with Springbrook. We're going to have that information out and let people know when it's going to happen and, and how things are going to be, um, you know, or how we're going to accommodate the golfers while we work on that project. Um, but otherwise we're going to be looking at, you know, whatever we can do to continue to expand the opportunities to, for people to play golf. Um, one of the things that we're investigating now is the possibility of, you know, heated stalls at our driving ranges where we can have people playing or practicing at each one of our golf courses year round.
0: That would be huge. It would. <laughs> and I know that's
1: a, a very, uh, popular and a very, something that's very much in demand right now, mm-hmm. as we we're seeing, golf domes and indoor simulators popping up everywhere so we're going to work on trying to find an opportunity and find a a way to make that work at one of our driving ranges but overall i know the golf the game overall is going to continue to grow it's going to continue to evolve and we're just going to make sure that our courses remain valuable a valuable part of this community
0: well, with all the in investment that we're making in the golf courses, people don't need to go anywhere else but Naperville Park District courses, right?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we'd it's like gonna to be, hear. It's going
0: to be the best experience <laughs> ever. Well, thank you, Mike and Kevin, for being my guests and providing a lot of great information and insight on golf and our operations. Here's to another great season ahead.
1: Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives healthy lives healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.